piece of me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of red pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? Welcome to another new episode. Welcome to episode 269. Welcome to Talk to Me and welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I am your host, Juan. I am joined by the cast, the crew, the fellas. Zach? Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's up, Craig? Maybe. Little, te little technical difficulties. Um, but man, welcome, welcome to a new episode, guys. You're listening uh, to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. We are uh, on the very last episode of Spooky Season, and we are uh, talking an A24 movie, our first in like 13 months. Yeah, um, it's kind of. You told me when the last time we talked, you got we talked A24, and it was kind of shocking. <laughs> it was like a year and a half ago, year year ago almost. That's the last time we all went and saw Pearl, I think, like an, a brand new A24 movie in theaters. Yep. Um, but since then, there's been a bunch of great A24 movies released. Um, this is their latest horror film, and we're talking about it today as we end spooky season uh, with A24's Talk To Me. Speaking of spooky season, Zach, how was your Halloween? How was your week? It was good. Halloween was good. Came by here and there. <clears throat> and then the weekend was pretty good. What about you? Uh, it was good. Halloween was cold, um, but as soon as Halloween got here, it was it was over just like that. I mean, I, it, it kind of sucks when Halloween or you know stuff like that is in the middle of the week. You know, I yeah. feel like you don't really get time to enjoy it. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. we can hear you. What about okay. you, Craig? How, how was your How was your Halloween? How was your week? Uh, man, I'm like you guys. Um, you know, you. you you get to Saturday and you're like, man, you know, Halloween's on Tuesday. And next thing you know, it's Tuesday and it kind of, you know, go, it come and goes. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we, uh, did the usual, went out to my in-laws, uh, did the little go around their, their block or neighborhood. And then just went back, passed down candy and watched the Rangers take a three, one lead in the world series. Hmm. World Series, November. Uh, who, who started Christmas music yet? Anybody? Uh, yeah. I saw the uh, Mariah Carey Twitter post where she's getting unthawed from the Ice Cube. So That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, you know, we're ending the year with a top five plus five Christmas movies of all time. So I think I'm going to probably get started watching some Christmas movies maybe next week. I know some mm -hmm. people are like, damn you, that's early. You witch, but no, I was looking at the calendar today, guys. It's three weeks from today is Thanksgiving, so I mean, tomorrow, three weeks from tomorrow is Thanksgiving, so that's kind of bonkers in on itself, yeah. But today's November 1st, we end spooky season and we start and we kick off a huge jam packed month. Um, let's talk about the schedule a little bit before we get into today's episode. We have Talk to Me this week, next week is Pray, the week after that is Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning Part 1. And then Thanksgiving week, we have Barbie. And then the end of the month is Oppenheimer. And it's like, man, 
these are all the big summer blockbusters we just could not wait to talk about. But, you know, thanks to the good old recession and the good old uh, physical media releases, we're talking to them and we're talking about them uh, this month. So uh, what what better way to spend your Thanksgiving than with us and Barbie, huh? Yeah. I had actually... Um, so I haven't watched Barbie all the way, but I actually started it the other day because I saw it was on uh, Voodoo, and uh, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it. I was like five <laughs> ten minutes in. We'll see. Um, so how far, how far are you watch. into it? I got like five to ten minutes in, um, okay. <laughs> where she's like talking about, um, you know, Barbie's. He's like you know, everything, he's, and he's like, yeah. I just got into. I, I'm I'm only in the first few scenes where she's taking the fake shower. Yeah, but, like when she floats out of the house and gets into the car, I like that, that was like where I cut it off. I was like, uh, all right, we'll save this for when I need to watch it. Um, but if you guys did not talk to us, I'm not sure what I did there, or if you guys did not watch us or listen to us last week, last week me and Zach had a really, you know, in depth, fun conversation on the 2021 version of Candyman how diverse it was, how Jordan Peele took his idea and just meshed it all together with um, today's society and all the problems we're having today. Fun conversation. Go back and listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts in the archives at the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Um, If you want to know where the links are, the easiest way to find our links is on the social media, facebook.com forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Instagram is all one word, the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. You can check out recent watches there and social media and physical media plugs. Um, X, formerly known as Twitter, is at Cinnamon405. Um, and then the email is C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, you can go back and listen to all of the horror movies that we talked about in the month of October and uh, past episodes as well. Um, but let's get into some recent watches. Uh, Zach, we'll, we'll, we'll kick off with you. Did you go to the movies this weekend at all? And uh, if so, would you check out and do you recommend anything? Yeah, I did go. To, I did go check out. They had an early advanced screening of uh, The Holdovers, which is like a new holiday movie that's coming out here in a couple weeks. Um, it's probably considered probably one of the early Oscar buzzers of the year. It's really, really good. It's two hours and 13 minutes, which seems kind of girthy, but... You get into the story, has a phenomenal cat. Oh, Paul Giamatti is like, it's about this, basically this cranky history teacher who has to stay at this prep school and take care of these kids that, or kid that they don't have nowhere to go during Christmas break. Um, it's really, really good. Has a good message, has a lot of good drama. And it's also really funny, oddly enough. Um, I give it eight out of 10. Honestly, the more I think about it, I'm raising it maybe up to a nine. I, I really, mm. really like it that good. Um Otherwise, I checked out Five Nights at Freddy's on Peacock. I don't understand how this is a thing. Truthfully, I really don't. It, um, did you see how much money it made for it being a movie? And, that's... $130 million on like yeah. a $20 million budget. It has a, it has a giant fan base. Um, yeah. I, I've never personally dived in, but know, it's, dove it's, into it. It's free on Peacock. Yeah. But... Honestly, I, I, I didn't hate it. it. It's fine. Honestly, it's fine. I hated it. Oh, you you watched it too? Okay. <laughs> and then um, they put a haunting in Venice on Hulu for Halloween, and really liked it. If you liked 
Orient Express or Death on the Nile. I thought out of the three of them, I thought that was the be- the haunting in Venice is the best one. Um, yeah, check out the holdovers when it comes out. I think November tenth for in theaters, and then uh, Haunting in Venice on Hulu. So, what about you, Johnny? Uh, like I said, I checked out Five Nights at Freddy's. I thought it was a. I I, I personally didn't like it. I I just thought it was a little mesh. You know, the, the whole story was just a little. Uh, it was a little floating floating around everywhere. Um, so it I, just well, kind of, it, it just, like... just kind of felt like a a, a mess. Well, I, I I've never played the games. I've never gone to the like. I didn't know this was a huge thing amongst like kid people young, younger than us. But essentially, from what I understand, the game is you're a security guard. And you're just trying to stop the animatronics from killing you. Like you're stuck in an office the entire game. Yeah. And the movie, I don't know. Like takes it somewhere else. It's it's the same concept, but like I don't know the whole thing of like. Chuck E. Cheese is trying to kill me is not, I don't know, it's not, it's not, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't the best idea for me. So, um, was it as, um, what's his name? Um, uh, guy that played uh, Shaggy. Oh, Matthew oh. Willard. Yeah. He's Matthew, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had saw that he was in it. Um, was he any good? Was he the best spot or no? Yeah. The whole movie to me is just meh. It's just like, okay, you know, about the about the hour mark, I was like, okay, let's just wrap this up. It was still yeah. forty minutes to go. That, that's another thing. I don't think it needed to be almost two hours long. No. Um, people are saying it's one of the. People are like, oh, this is one of the one of the better movies, uh, horror movies. I'm like, eh. I, I I at first hated Weenie Pooh Blood and Honey. I <laughs> now I now prefer Weenie the Pooh Blood and Honey over this movie. Weenie the Pooh. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> oh, Christopher Robin. Um, I'm gonna throw a quick shout out to the Real for Real podcast. Um, he, he, their TikTok has been so entertaining. You can also listen to their audio versions, but he's been throwing up some amazing franchise two minute videos of his thoughts on horror franchises since it was spooky season. Um, his, his entire uh, review of the Friday the 13th franchise is what kind of what me and Ed did a few years ago. It was super fun, and then he picked up and, and talked about the Nightmare on Elm Street series. So that itself made me want to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street, um, just to watch the movie and then listen to his review. He did a fantastic job. So Kevin from over there, I just want to you know throw some shout-outs. That, it, it was amazing. Kept me entertained. I, I love the, the quick, short, easy reviews on TikTok. Keep it up. Um, so I, I demolished the the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise in one in one week, uh, along with uh, I finally checked out Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Right? Is that what it's called? Yep. Uh, yeah. 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 Rise of the Beasts. It wasn't terrible. Um, I think it was a little bit better than uh, the last two Mark Wahlberg movies, but I don't think it was better than Bumblebee. Yep. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, but that ending, though. Yeah, the ending was okay. Um, that movie came yeah. out like six months ago, and Craig is still pissed off about it. Um, if if your if your kids or daughter wants to check out a, a new movie, check out uh, Teenage Kraken on Peacock. I thought that was pretty entertaining. It's okay. Um, Zach, I'm still trying to find as many short clip reviews of Killer of the Flower Moon as possible. I'm still thinking about that watch from a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. 
checked out Charlie Brown, Great Pumpkin. Uh, first time watching Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Robert Downey Jr. That's the movie that kind of put him back in in business. He did Iron Man right after this. Also stars Val Kilmer. Um, wildly entertaining film. Pretty fun. Directed by Shane Black. I believe he directed some Predator movies, which we're going to talk about next week. Um, but if I had to recommend anything, HBO Max or Max It Up and go check out uh, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Uh, Transformers, go buy it or go check it out on uh, Paramount Plus, I believe, is what it's streaming on. Um, and then, you know what? Go check out Friends on, on Max, you know, yep. especially in the light of uh, Matthew Perry's death this past week. Um, shocking. Did not see that one coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, when you got, <clears throat> I think Ed, either it was Ed said that, and I was just like, there's no way that's true. And that's just one of those things. You're just like, man, I, I do, um, as a side recommend, I'd say go rec- go check out his book that he his memoir he wrote last year, Matthew Perry's memoir. Um, it's incredibly sad, but it's sad that he was trying to turn his life around. He was trying to be a, like a beacon for people that was dealing with the things that he dealt with. Um, but when you read his book, man, he he lucky he is lucky to be stay as long he live as long as he did. To be honest, like popping like fifty pills of Viking in a day or whatever it was it's pretty mm-hmm. crazy so it, i'm sad i'm really really sad that he's gone it kind of had that realization of like oh my god there's like five of them left you know um but yeah i, I totally agree i was kind of had friends on in the background the entire week so you know just kind of a, having some good memories so craig what about you man did you recently check anything out other than uh did you have a big sports weekend or been playing spider-man all week what's up yeah, my sports weekend was trash. Not gonna say why, but it was trash. Uh, my Saturday there's, was ruined. There's no place we, like home. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's always always next week, this week coming up. Um, but no, yeah, I've been uh, heavy into the <coughs> old Spider Man. Um, been playing Spider Man Two on the PS Five. Uh, checked out Across the Spider Verse uh, as it just came out on Netflix. Uh, today I think I watched it during work today. Um, watch talk to me. Uh, been been watching Loki. It's another oh, yeah, that's another season. Yeah, that's another recent watch. I was, I'm all caught up, man. I can't wait to, for tomorrow. What do you think so far? Where Where are you at on on the show? I actually, I'm on like episode two. I need to get caught up before it ends. So uh, I think I have one or two episodes. Um. To, to watch to be fully caught up, but okay. um, Loki season one and two of Loki are the standard for the Marvel TV series. They're they're fantastic. Um, Johnny, what do you think? Uh, I I love them. I'm I'm all caught up. I'm waiting on the new episode tomorrow. Um, I I think yeah. I think I agree with you, Craig. I think Loki is. The, the standard of what a Marvel TV show should be. Um, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't take these characters and wrap them into a story that you're trying to tie into movies. To me, I feel like this series is taking your characters and letting the story fall into them, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's a situation that you can believe they would be put in. Um, yeah. it's, it's just Loki being Loki, I feel like the cast is good uh, with yeah. um, 
Oh God, I can't even. Owen Wilson. You know, it's just. I feel like this was the perfect storm for a TV series. It, it doesn't feel forced. It feels natural. Um, you know, it's well, just, there, the best... there's no like well, political the... stuff to it. It's just good. Yeah. Well, and the best thing about it is, is like I said, I'm only halfway through episode two. I, I'm going to get caught up before the finale next week. I think um, it's Loki is its own thing now. And we really have other than uh, Jonathan majors, King, the conqueror or, uh, King the Conqueror. We don't really know where it's going. I really like that. It's you don't have to watch this to go see the Marvels or Captain America. It's just its own thing, and you can just kind of enjoy the ride. And that's what I really like about it. You know what's crazy? I, I honestly forgot the Marvels even came out this month. Yeah, next Friday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's. I just, you know, I'm 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 so like tuned out with everything other than Loki at this point. Like, I, I haven't watched She-Hulk. I didn't watch uh, Secret Invasion. I, I just... It's not... It, it's... It, I mean, they've talked about it. They they know that they've done too much, and the quali- the, quanti- or the quantity's there, the quality's not. And so, yeah. moving forward, um, you know, hopefully they, they re... You know go through everything and readjust what their priorities are and we can we can actually get some good quality content like what uh loki is providing so craig do you have anything you want to recommend anybody or spider-man or uh, loki spider-man 2 honestly if you have a ps5 spider-man 2 it will never know (laughs) all these uh, There's that old Freddie Fairsbear laugh. There's Ed's joining us as well. Ed, do you have anything you want to recommend anybody that you recently watched, or how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. It was good, man. I, I was a little busier than I uh, usually am. Uh, all Final Destinations, all all of them. I uh, got to watch Talk to Me. Got to watch uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Got I thought you to, liked it uh, too, didn't you? You liked it, didn't you? It wasn't bad. I mean. It was a, it was a little predictable. No, you're good. It was a little predictable, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Um, Trash. You know, uh, I could see why people wouldn't like it. I can see why people would like it. I, I, I've never played the game. I've never, uh, <laughs> I've never watched footage of the of of people playing the game. Um, so there's that. But I uh, also gone ahead and uh, got that Shorzy season two finished out for you. You know I got. What are we talking about? What are we that. talking about today, Johnny? <laughs> so you know, um, yeah, like I said, a lot busier for me at least. You know, it's a new, it's a normal. It was a normal Monday for you, but you know, normal Monday for us. <laughs> Series finale as we. Stab spooky season, and we end it today. Um, you know, let's let's get ready to talk about what we're we're here to talk about. Um, so, if you guys have not seen Talk to Me, go check it out. It is available on physical media. I believe you can also. It's not on any kind of streaming services yet. It was supposed to be on Netflix, but I think that's a that may be in a different urgent. So let's let's talk about it. 
Um, IMDb has it at a 7.2. Rotten Tomatoes is at 94%. The Metascore is at 76%. And the Google users like it at 70%. Uh, the budget was only $4 million, and it grossed a little over $90 million at the box office. Um, as a uh, when a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits with an embalmed hand, they become hooked on this new thrill and high-stakes party game until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Starring Sophie Wilde, Zoe Trakes, Miranda Otto, Joe Bird, Chris Alasso, uh, directed by Danny and Michael Philippe. Um, the hell? It's the multiverse so of Craig. <laughs> uh, let's, let's get started with... Uh, let's start with Ed. Ed, uh, we'll start with you. We haven't heard from you in a little bit. So, first time watching this movie for the episode? Yep. What do you think? In a few short words, what do you think? Overhyped teenage garbage. Oh, this guy. Okay. This oh, fucking right. guy. <clears throat> Zach, you saw this in the theaters. What was it like the yep. first time? And what did you think uh, the second time around? How was your first time? Uh, um, so the first time, you know, I heard the buzz about this. You know, it's all, you know, it's always good to see an A24 movie in the theaters. And <laughs> um, I liked it the first time around. I thought it was really creative. It was something different, a different take on the possession storyline or whatever um on this rewatch i still have the same thoughts um in my opinion people are calling this like a great horror movie i saw a good horror movie in my opinion so that's kind of like the summary of what i thought uh craig what about you uh first time for the movie for the episode yeah. first time for the for the episode um completely disturbed i i uh <laughs> yeah the movie itself was all right uh, the concept concept got to me though i was like yo i'm not trying to i feel like somebody's gonna try to let me in you feel me i don't want that so Again, I, there you go just yeah. yeah i agree with zach i watched this i checked it out opening weekend in the theater and you always have to go see something like this in the theater when it when it comes to a24 you don't always have to just because of <laughs> just because of the the score and the atmosphere of, of the A twenty four horror movies, um, and then watching it the second and third time around, like I still really really enjoyed it, but it didn't have that same atmospheric like watch like it did in the theater. Um, did anybody kind of get a modified Ouija board kind of th- vibe from this? Like that's all I could see, man. Is a modified Ouija board with all the writings and stuff like that. You take it, let you know, talk to me. It appears, let me in, or I let you in. That's all I. That's all I seen from it. And I mean, I'm not like I'm not trashing on it because it wasn't a shit movie at all. It's not a bad movie at all, but it's just like got a few tropes to it that so many horror movies now do. And I mean. The trailer made it seem a little bit better than that, mm-hmm. to a small yeah. degree. But yeah, I agree with that. It's not bad, but it's kind of the same t- 
teen shit. Yeah, the oh, kids got what they deserve. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, you see what's going to happen with the boy very early on. You you see what's going to happen with the boy. You're like, dude's either dead or gonna gonna be like extremely part of the plot that they're trying to save him or you know some kind of shit like that. It's one of the two. You know, either that or one of the two girls is going to die because within, you know, what, 40, the first two or three times, like the first 45 minutes, I think the white girl never goes into it ever. You don't see her go into it at all. I actually, I don't think she ever does. Riley, the uh, sister, the sister, the sister, yeah, never, she never uses the hand to. So see with the last battle, I thought she was going to be the one to go in. Well, it would you make know. sense because it was his her brother that got so possessed and messed up. It would make sense that she would have to go in and save save him. But the whole thing, like, there's ele- I feel like it's elevated horror and the fact that it's dealing with grief and trauma and death. Oh yeah. Obviously, Mia, who's our main character, she's dealing with the. It's the two year anniversary of her mom's death, I believe. Yes. Well, and, she's dealing with the death of her mom, and then that she still doesn't know where her dad fits into all this. Right, and it's always and it's key. It, the whole, I would say, plot A of the while well, plot B of it is probably her trying to figure out: did her mom commit suicide or was it an accident? What exactly happened? And you know, did we still not? If I'm not mistaken, we never found out because the note was the last like clue. But then the mom's like, "Yeah, that was bullshit." Yeah, so we never really had like a complete answer. It was a a suicide note, but the whole concept was the demon at the end of the movie. If you want to jump that far ahead, the demon was using the mom against the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So you found out it was a suicide note. The dad just never told her what really happened. Yeah. Um, See, so fantasy booking fairly early, uh, if we want to go there, I feel like. If the dad would have been possessed the entire time, and he faked the suicide note, and he killed the mom, like full circle type stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that would have been interesting. But I feel like that might have been too big of a plot twist to let's take, change let's, it up. Let's take a view and look at this at the two YouTubers who directed this movie and made yeah. an Australian local film. Turn into an international horror sensation that made almost a hundred million dollars. Yeah. I mean, you guys go back and look at some recent YouTubers that made movies. I mean, they didn't turn out to be very good, not unless you guys enjoyed those Fred movies with John Cena. Um, you know, these 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 two guys completely just took this movie and blew it out of the water. I think I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean for. For the start that they got with the $4 million budget, even though there's not much to the movie, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, mm-hmm. they got paid fairly low. The bu- budget wasn't high. Um, you know, there's not much that the movie needed. A lot of it was, uh, you know, real cosmetics and everything. So um, I agree with you. The, the movie itself was directed good. Mm-hmm. It had a... Great cast. I, I mean, they actually casted teenagers and early 20-year-olds to play teenagers. You know, they didn't go out and 
get Pete Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Which that was that was a very good choice on their part. And I mean, honestly, like it's it's not a bad movie, but it does follow tropes. Um, you know, and you, I mean, I'll even say like technically, this is a well shot movie. Like the whole opening sequence is a tracking shot of a character just going into like the house and trying to fall, trying to find their brother or whatever. Yeah. And so to me, like when I saw that originally, I was like, okay, this is this is going to be well, really good. And, and, and you, said, you said like a, a, a well trope movie. Hold on, Zach. Like, what do you mean? Like, you feel like the the hand is a copycat of a Ouija board? It, 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 essentially, though, this movie they use the hand as almost like it's their alcohol or it's their drug. It's yeah, their cocaine. It's their high. It's their True. high. They, it, they don't they don't bring it upon just because they want to play with the dead. At first, they do, but now it becomes a viral sensation to where they use TikTok to get likes and stuff. So this is yeah. this yeah. whether you I don't know if you're comparing it to the Ouija movie. Or no. just the game itself. Yes. But this is this is something different that I really haven't seen before. So I don't I don't see this, why you compare this at all. So okay, the Ouija board basically is just a gateway to go into. No, we, we're not right. talking about it. Like right. we, we know what a Ouija board is. is. <laughs> this is a gateway to go into that realm. Right. I, I but right. I with, feel with, like with the Ouija board, you say hi, and then you're supposed to, by the rules and supposed to be safe, you're supposed to say bye and cut that shit off. They never cut it off here, so that's why she's getting haunted, well, and all of them are getting but haunted. But they do use it for well, they, 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 they do cut it off. They, they use a little candle. Yeah, they use a little candle as a 90 second uh, reminder to blow 84. it out before. 84 seconds. No, it's, it's an 84. Seconds. Then why do they it's do like seconds. 83 or 84 seconds? That's fucking weird. But they, they like, try to push it to the, they push it to the limit. That's the whole concept. It's like let's see how long they can last as they being possessed. Because then the boy does 50, and then he wants to do 60, and they're like, all right, let him do 60. And then they push it beyond 60 and stuff like that. But, I mean, don't wrong, the candle being a close, I get and stuff like that. But at the same time, that is the same kind of thing. If the candle is the close, that's the same concept. The exact same thing, like I said, just modified. So you have Biggest a problem with it being a modified Ouija board game? I, I didn't say that was my problem with it. I said that that's one of the usual bs things it's just mean, you know if, if we're gonna if we're gonna throw that out there then we might as well this, throw the slashers and stuff this too. on the movie on it like that everything has taken some sort of mm -hmm. idea from something before <coughs> yeah whether it's marvel trying to copy dc or dc copying marvel or mm -hmm. vehicles copying something else everything has taken inspiration for something else so with it being a form of connection, I, I would say it's 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 close, but it's not in the same realm because the board with what you speak of, I will not speak of it. Um, <laughs> it it invites them in, whereas this is a direct connection to them for them to possess you. You know what I mean? But in a lot of circumstances, a lot of people say that it is too. That the board is as well. That's because they asked them to. And in this, well, they're asking them to no. as well. When they yes, touch they it, do. when they touch it, though, it's an immediate. They see them. It's not like that. No, no, no. When they I touch know. the hand, bro. When they touch the hand, they touch the hand. That's all it is. Start the timer. All right, talk to me. They touch. Then the they see. They touch the immediate hand of whatever spirit is there. Negative. 
Then they say, talk to me. That makes a connection to a random spirit, like they said in the first one. A random spirit. I don't know, bro. It's all the same uh, same way, but it's all different people or different spirits or whatever. Then well, they say, much. I let you in. That's letting you in. That's them giving them possession over you. You know, but, that's what I'm saying. But, but, but Craig is... If, if we're playing... Craig is, is kind of right, but the, the way, but Craig is kind of right because the way the movie ends and the, and the way it's implied is that any spirit can walk up to the candle and then now they're connected. As, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, obviously spoiler, but that's what happens to Mia at the end of the movie. She's a, she's a spirit that she can see on the other side. She's on the other side of the coin now. Mm -hmm. Which I, I thought was a fantastic twist. Fantastic. Yeah. I think what that was taking, that what, was what one of the taking best. Away from, what we're taking away from this as a whole story, though, is just the fact of Mia's performance uh, yeah. and the way she just completely. I don't know. I, I kind of found it trippy a little bit whenever uh, Daniel takes the turn and completely it almost kind of turns into like a little slightly comedic sense of where he falls down and the dog just starts. Making out with his mouth, um, because yeah. that's when really the movie turns and Riley gets into it, and then you have the incident. And, like, I don't know, I like how they made you develop a relationship for these characters. It almost gave you that hereditary scene to where you develop a relationship with the characters, and then boom, the head gets yeah. knocked off, and that ha that thing happens or, with Riley. Riley's incident where he just beats himself to a pulp, yeah, because that makes you kind of disturbed and you're like man i did not see that coming and you know it happens to the youngest one so therefore you're also like man yeah and then i like how it turns into the scene where the police come and everything gets questioned and you mm -hmm. see them talking but you don't hear the dialogue um because well, you're like well, what, the, what's going to happen to the hand is anybody going to take a fall for this that was well, the sound design there. Well, and the sound design of this movie is actually fantastic because when you hear the when he slams his face into the to the nightstand, you can hear the crunch of like the bones in his face. It's just like, wow, that's. They I mean, really there was there a that. lot of excellent different little little things in here. There was, there really, really was, like that, yeah. like the right, like the cop scene, the Riley scene, Mia's performance throughout the entire yeah. thing. You know, was I never was heard of the I never heard of this actress Sophia Wilde, but I thought she was fantastic in this. Like, if this is her breakout performance, she did phenomenal in it. Oh yeah. Um, and then Jade, as she tries to put her hand on that scene to block one more hit, and it looks mm. almost like she gets her hands smashed in. Um, but to me, I think the thing that really sold this movie and what really made me want to see it is actual, you know, this is kind of stupid, but the character, the hand itself, the embalmed hand, the poster, you know, it looks like it's like reached out. I'm looking at the, I see the Blu-ray behind you, Johnny. It's like, you know, it has like a really disturbed looking form to it. I like all the writing. It looked like people has like anyone that's ever touched it is like signature their hand on signature signatured it. Um, and one of the best things about it, and I know they're going to create a sequel because this movie made a, a bunch of it outperformed better than it did. Um, I like the unknown mythology of where the hand came from. You know, some say it was this, some say it was a spirit um, guider or whatever. It's just like that's awesome. You don't know where the hand came from and how it became and all this and that. And I, I just think it. It doesn't need to be explained. It, it's kind of like one of those like cool um, A24 horror 
phenomenons that like I don't I don't want to know because it just it kind of ruins it. How about your backstory or the the story of Joss and uh, Haley, the two teenagers who have the hand, and they're yeah. like you know putting on these parties to be like, hey, you see the video online, you think it's fake, you you want to you want a shot at it, you know. Well, we'll bring it to you, and that's where you start getting the different stories, the different ghost stories of where this hand is. It's an actual, yeah. you know, hand of of a crazed person. Um, so I, I agree with you, Zach. I, I like but, the idea of the hand not knowing where the hand is coming from. Well, those two kind of did annoy the hell out of me, to be honest. I, I will say that. Those two, they did kind of annoy me. What, what were you going to say, Greg? Um... At the end of the movie, when the connection's made with, I think, Mia's, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and the guy that she's connecting with, it almost felt like they were in a different mm-hmm. country. So yeah. Is, yeah. Is, there, is there multiple hands? Did I miss that part? Or No, no, did, it, it, it's just one hand. It's just... Time might like be. Time, right, well, you, right. You, you don't know how long, you know... How long that incident was from to where the hand ended up and where like where, where right you know. like yeah. you know times differently so they they it, she sees her dad walk away goes dark and then she's walking obviously time is probably different where she which I mean so. it could have been an hour it could have been six months you know or yeah. well, two years it, it, well it's got to be more than obviously a couple of weeks because you see Riley like on the mend and about to leave the <laughs> hospital and like you said Craig. Her dad is walking away. I'm assuming he that was when she he came to like identify her body or whatever. I'm assuming that's what that was. Um, but I do like how like that's like the last thing that she sees is like the whole hospital going dark and she just sees like a little flame way off in the yeah. distance. And yeah. I just I, I didn't know if it was if I had missed it or if it was explained no, no. what you even hear, okay. you, you even hear her talk about like she's been having nightmares where she looks into a mirror and she doesn't see herself. And at so, that point yeah. when she says that you're almost like, man, you kind of know what's coming. <clears throat> so let me ask you this. Do you think her dad survived or died? Because I almost in a way think he might have died. Oh, I, I never showed him dying, but yeah, I, I mean I think he lived. Yeah, I think he lived too because he in 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 the distance at the end he kind of fades away and disappears. Well, he goes like, up the elevator. Right. Just well, just like everybody else disappeared in her visions. Like she yeah, saw it, but they, she, they slightly disappeared. If he had died, I think he might have been in there and was like, "Well, I mean, so she's in limbo. So I mean, maybe I don't know." Something yeah. else I thought. Something else I thought on this rewatch, what I thought, which which I thought was kind of a cool omen that I didn't really catch the first time, was the um, the injured kangaroo because that that comes back later on, right right before she dies. That was almost like a I don't want to say like a like a fault on her, like you didn't put this animal out of its misery, so now you're going to pay for it. Um, but I just thought, you know, the fact that that the kangaroo does come back and like. Because I think she's already passed, right? When the when she sees the kangaroo, is that is that what's happened? The first time, or he, the beginning of the movie? No, no, like when right, like he's in she she's in Riley's room and trying to conjure up the spirit to say let her let let him go. And she turns, she hears like the the wounded kangaroo sound, and she turns around and she sees it just jumping away, just for a brief second. Did she already 
did you already have the highway scene? I think she might have already. Been no, dead. I think it was right before the highway scene. I think that's 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 what I was saying. I think it was like an omen of like. I oh, think yeah. she wasn't dead yet. I think it was yeah. more just kind of like what you're saying, put him out of his misery, kind of yeah. deal. Which is um, which is obviously because was it? It was the, the mom's spirit saying he, he's yeah. not going to come back from this. You have you have to put him out of his misery, which is kind of a cool yeah. parallel to what was going on. So, what do you guys think about the? I'm just going to call it the high sensation when they actually get the spirit and they like their head like falls back and their eyes are like real dilated and like you can see the veins pop out of their face and everything. Did you like that as like a? I like that. Uh, I like the, the imagery of it, I guess. I like the imagery of it, but I did like how they used it as a high sensations kind of feeling. The imagery I, was real good. I mean, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the very first time Mia did it, you see, I like how you saw just a glance of the ghost. You didn't see, they didn't spend, like, so much time on it. Yeah. So I, I like that, that aspect too. of it. Well, and they didn't give like the ghost like a whole backstory of like, oh, this person was like stabbed fifteen times. It's like no, it's like yeah. the camera pans like right behind the person, like right behind Mia, and it's like a quick glance, and it like comes we, back to her. We talked about it a few weeks ago, Zach. I really, you know, what I liked so much about this is that oh, there's a ghost in front of her. She's she's haunted now. You know, that's the person she's talking about. Let's not mm-hmm. spend. 20 minutes talking about a ghost and then let's give them a side story and a side movie let's make yeah. them a side character you know yeah so much of that is used in horror now to where like oh the nun needs her own movie let's give her a movie let's give yeah. a 20 minute yeah. backstory on this person like no get the fuck out of here with that stupid shit <clears throat> what do you guys think about the uh that opening scene though That's what, i thought it set the mood perfectly yeah you know the the it, it, I almost feel like the opening scene set it up to be like the movie was going to be something different though like the the opening scene aligned with the trailer and I felt like the rest of the movie yeah. kind of felt different um but yeah whenever he you know he's like pulling them out and he just gets freaking yeeted right at the I beginning feel like- as- now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like the mood, that opening sequence, while I, while I think it does set the mood for the rest of the film, it sets it up to be a much more violent movie than it really is. I mean, obviously, Riley's situation is very violent, but there's not like it's that and then R- Mia accidentally stabbing her dad in the neck. And that that's really it. I mean, there's not like a lot of grotesque violence in this, like the, the opening set it out to be. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's... <laughs> Whenever you know he kind of gets thrown around by the spirit and beats his head on the the desk, and then the shower yeah. scene as well. The shower scene when she's giving him a bath and oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that's right yeah another weird scene that just has you like damn yeah I do like how the beginning makes you feel like this is almost going to be a violent Amity Amityville horror movie to where the yeah. person is going to be possessed. And yeah. you're almost like maybe that person's hand is the thing that's gonna, you know, um, like the movie, the hand, yeah, no. Idle Hands, yeah. Idle Hands. That's what it is. I don't, yeah. <laughs> um, let's do you think that the, the? Do you think that? I was gonna say. Yeah. Do you think that the? Um, like, who was it? Ed or Craig? Some one of y'all said like the characters get what they deserve. Like me, they get. 
they Craig, yeah, they enjoy the high so much. Mia enjoys the high so much that she gets what she deserves by the end of the movie. She becomes she becomes what she is. She no, wants to you see just so much. don't mess with that stuff. Well, let, let's yeah. also look at it like she's also a victim of her own high. Yeah, yeah. you know, like and she, like she, she, you can look at it like she was already disturbed before she, you know, started playing that game. That the game was just another level of, you know, hey, I don't necessarily know if you want to call it attention, because she's also dealing with the fact that her best friend is dating her ex boyfriend, and then her mom, or then her mom died two years before, so. She's going through so many different roller coasters of, of emotion that she feeds into this hand and she feeds into this game, and it gives her that sense of, you know, well, you also you also got to remember, maybe the first time she started playing, maybe she was like, maybe this is a gateway to where I can see my mom and get some closure, well, and that's and that's what messed up messed her up even more is that the first time Riley gets possessed, it's her mom's spirit. And well, you know, or is it a demon? It's the demon that pre that pretends. Well, she thinks, she, but she thinks she's talking to her mom, and that's what right. like sets sets everything off off the rails. Right. Not only all that, but at the same time, then you have her best friend's mom calling her a drug addict, basically saying, "You put my son on something. You did this to my son. You made him. You know." So she's got to prove herself. Like I'm innocent. Like he wanted to do this. Yes, I let him, but at the same time. I'm not that type of person. You know me, you know, so it's, she's got to prove herself, you know, all you over know again. He's stupid. <laughs> who's, who's, whose theme song was that? Is that Triple H? Edge. Or? Edge. Edge. <laughs> but like, she's got to prove herself. So it's, you know, it, it's, it's that factor as well. So, you know, there's a ton of things to where, yeah, you know, talking to her parent who passed not too long ago. Yeah. hundred percent. She wants that to find out her how her death goes. Okay, yeah, hundred percent wants that. The high, probably to a decent extent. That that I'm, you know, sure it's another X on there, and then wanting to prove herself. Like, come on, and wanting to save that kid. You know, so there's so many different things going that it's just like, yeah, that that would be highly intriguing. I guess to think about that. And then she starts seeing so many different things like haunt her, like the scene where she thinks the ghost is sucking her ex-boyfriend's toe, but it's actually her <laughs> in, in that scene. Which that, I mean, I get like, don't get me wrong, I get the best friend being like mad at her about it to a point. But I mean, it's not like they were both like just going at it like full on. So it's like, okay, first <laughs> off, calm down. My dude saw it and was like, hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, I'm sorry, but to be like, look, man, I didn't do that. I'm not into that, and I wouldn't I, do that. I don't know, Ed. Have, have you ever when, had your big toe suck like that? Negative, sir. <laughs> when, no. when, uh, because like before that, it shows her fingernails being all bloody and everything. I mm -hmm. thought, because, and before that, she's laying next to the leg. So I thought she had like strangled or something, just like scraped the legs, and there was like, meat and everything you know i that's what i thought was going the whole toe toe sucking thing completely threw me off She's reaching for some meat i think quentin tarantino might have produced this too <laughs> yeah <laughs> it would have been him in the hey scene. guys 
Um, I wanted to bring this up just because I thought it was interesting. Over the past few weeks, some of, some of this stuff has been brought up to to the news situations of A24's future. They lost so much money with Bo is Afraid this year. They lost like almost $35 million with the release of that movie um, to where they've, they've publicly said that they're going to start doing bigger action-like packed movies next year. That way they can try to make some of that money back. Um, but they're still going to put out some smaller movies like Talk to Me, Talk to Me, um, and then The Iron Claw comes out this Christmas. You think that is like the early demise maybe of A24, or do you think maybe they have to start getting ready to maybe sell something because $35 million losses is, is, is pretty big for a small independent movie company? My only argument with that is that... They even, they even went out and tried to buy the Halloween film rights this past year. Yeah. My only argument against that is that you know what kind of movies Bo, Bo is afraid is not going to be a wide audience type film. Even that even budget, this even budget. this is kind of pushing it. Yeah, I mean I've, I mean, but a twenty. I, I still think a twenty four still makes. You know, well, I think we all agree they still make quality products. I mean, this is their highest, the second highest grossing film behind everything everywhere all at once, and you know that's. It's pretty impressive for it to be just a little four million dollar horror movie from Australia. Um, I don't, I don't agree with the concept of them going to big action movies. That's not their, that's not their formula. That's not their their identity as a movie studio. Um, but like you said, thirty thirty five million dollars that's a lot of money. But I, I don't really know what the answer is to that. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with them making big blockbuster action movies. Have you have you got to see Bo is Afraid yet? Anybody? Yeah. No. You you watched it already? Oh yeah, I saw it. it <laughs> very Ari Aster. Yeah, I'll just say that. But I think that's also maybe I don't know. You, you give a director like that so much freedom, and then his third shot, you're like, oh, give him give him whatever budget he wants, and then to turn around and do a three hour movie is hard to sell anyway. Yeah, but a three-hour movie that I don't know nobody has any kind of links to is is a little difficult. But I don't know. Like I said, like, like I said, their next movie up is is uh, the Iron Claw. I don't think they, you know Priscilla comes out this week. That's technically their next movie. Oh, that is true. Priscilla does come out yeah. this week. I know what I'm doing this weekend. No, no, you don't want to go see you don't want to go see Dick's the Musical. Uh, no. Edge, look at Ed. You see the way he that face lit up, boy. He's like, let me get some popcorn with extra butter and make sure there's a hole cut into that popcorn. No, I just thought you were like in, like in there with it, man. Like that's half of what you talk about. Eh, depends. On what, <laughs> depends on what day of the week it is. Don't, guys. We all know that's going to be on the Blu-ray shelf when it hits here in a couple weeks. So don't worry. <laughs> so don't worry. It'll be on the A24 shelf. Um, let's talk about the ending real quick after the highway scene and you realize me is dead they use the ghost effect and what i'm talking about that is you know you guys talked about it in february the patrick swayze ghost effect to where she gets up out of her body and she she looks back and she doesn't see her body yet but she doesn't quite know that she's dead because she hasn't seen her body yet what did you think of that effect i was really surprised that they used that, you know, she got up and she looked around and she didn't realize she was dead yet. Um, that's not, that's well, not no. a lot of different, 
what did you think about that? I like that they didn't show her mangled body. I think I I thought it was a better idea what how they did it of like they use just context clues and like she looks at her fingers and out of nowhere they just start like to just form and like like all get nasty looking. Um, but I like how I don't think she really figures it out until like the last literally scene of the movie and the guy says talk to me and she like inhale or exhales and that's in the movie like she realizes what what she's become she's on the other end and she knows yeah and that's almost that's like that's kind of like just if you think about it and craig you, you said it earlier it just made you feel eerie like could you imagine not knowing what's going on and then you see the other end of the aspect of the game that you played and now you see somebody say talk to me and you realize that you're dead could you imagine finding out that way and it's just like, man, it's too late. There's nothing you can do. And it's at that point, late. at that point, it was months, years, weeks. You never know how long you've been dead for. Yeah. I think that's a cool concept right there, just because that I don't know. The whole the whole using the ghost thing, that was good. Uh that, that was cool. But as far as like going with concept of you know the time management that that was awesome. Don't really need to know. It is what it is. But at the same time, going into a different kind of a region, culture, language, all that good stuff. That was that was brilliant. I thought that that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's talks about a sequel. It's supposedly been greenlit, but even with how much money Hereditary made, they didn't come back and make a sequel because the director didn't want. Um, so with the sequel being greenlit here and it's going to have the same name, talk to me, except the two is going to be the number two. What do you guys think? Interested in the sequel? Or <laughs> I think this movie is just so perfect on its own. It doesn't need one. I don't think it does. No, that's just going to give doesn't... them the idea. It's going to give them an excuse just to go into the backstory of the hand. Essentially. I was about to say, it's not going to get a sequel, but it's going to get a prequel. I swear to God. <laughs> I mean, technically, technically, if we want to make a sequel, she, the guy says, talk to me to me at the end. And, you know, obviously she's going to look beat up and everything, but maybe she's able to explain to them what happened and she's able to go back and get, you know, see everybody else and maybe that that story that way you know depending on how much time has passed what i like about it is if you do have a sequel you don't have to bring mia or the same characters into it true you yeah, can just true. you can just take that hand and bring in that situation and that story and change your own yeah you could do like an anthology th like american horror story or something it just has like a new cast of characters and they go through the same pro not maybe not that the same process but just kind of have like a different experience from yeah. the end or whatever uh ed let's start so. with you favorite scene <sighs> um honestly i know it's kind of messed up but the, the whole toes? scene <laughs> negative the whole scene around the boy that that was pretty good that was it was a bit gruesome and i mean pretty messed up thing but I thought it was well shot. I thought it was just well choreographed, and the 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 makeup was very good. Or if they use CGI, whatever. Either way, it was very good. 
So Ed's like, I just wanted to see the little boy get his head shit pushed in. <laughs> no, but Fucking you can you could see it coming up. Like you, you could you could see it. Whenever whenever that first or the second one was just going over and was like, yeah. I like you or or whatever. Fine. You, you could see you something's gonna happen to him. Yeah. Or yeah, that's true. Um or the scene where the the demon hand touches his ear. Yeah, that too. Cause see that yeah, that that was good. Um that's the scene where I knew that little kid was gonna get his shit pushed in. I mean, honestly, I'm just here to see kids get mangled and beat up. Well, okay, it was messing with the kid too much, so you knew something was going to happen to him. I thought it was gonna be the sister going in after him at the end, but you know, it made sense with Mia since she was had so much to kind of go on. Ed but. just wants to see people get their shit pushed in. <laughs> exactly. every, every now and then, especially when it's kids. Um, uh, the final scene of Mia figuring out that she's a spirit, I think, was kind of makes the movie for me. Okay, uh, yeah. The opening tracking, the opening tracking shot was good. <clears throat> um, I also like just kind of like the character moments of Mia and uh, Jade and Riley. I thought they had good chemistry and. You kind of feel that they, these three have kind of made like a family outside of uh, with dealing with Mia's uh, uh, trauma of dealing with her mom. I thought was really sincere. Um, and I'll, I'll say that that the bathroom, the the shower scene where he's like Riley's beating his head against the tile is pretty graphic. That sets up a whole nother. He wants uh, to see it too. Level. So <clears throat> just as bad as me, Zach. It's not even that. It's just I thought he was done, and then like when they cut to that scene and like he's starting to like bang his head against the the tiles, it's like damn, like they're really going for it the second time around. They I mean, I really don't want to be here. <laughs> right. Uh, if I had to pick a few scenes, I like the scene where there's no dialogue and you just see the kids, you know, playing the game back and forth. Uh, because you're like, man, they're having too much fun with this tour. Something, something, something's bad about to really, really happen. Um, I did enjoy the scene where Mia kind of goes through the the flashback scenes where she sees her mom, you know, getting pulled out. You know, the, yeah. the backstory and the flashbacks of her mom's death. Uh, I thought was pretty interesting. Um, I wish there was a little bit more screen time with Mia and her dad. Um, obviously, the scene where she goes up and, you know, he, he gets stabbed in the neck, that's that's a different, unique scene. Um, and then, obviously, Riley's, you know, I think taking that out of the equation, I think that's your shock of the moment movie. And then I do like the payoff at the end where she sees the guy and he says, talk to me. Craig, what are you? you have any favorite scenes that you want to mention? Opening scene and the ending scene. Those are my those those two scenes really just made the movie. For, <laughs> I know it sounds terrible, um, but those two scenes were really the ones that stuck out to me. Um, and the opening uh, credits and the end credits. There you go. <laughs> yep. It's because I knew it's the hope of something new, and then the 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 breath of fresh air that it's over. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, they, it was just two of the best scenes. In my <laughs> Uh, 
I I'll start the star rating off. Um, getting out of the theater and seeing this in a big screen atmospheric like setting, I automatically gave this like a nine, and I was like, man, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, best horror movie I've seen since Hereditary. Um, and I still believe that. I'm going to lower the grade just a little bit, but I still think it is one of the better movies I've seen since Hereditary. Um, if you could, you know, as far as mainstream goes, I mean, there's not a lot of competition. What are you going to throw in there? None 2 or Conjuring 3 or Halloween Kills? I mean, fight me. The mainstream horror right now has not been anywhere near what we've seen from independent movies. Um, uh, FNAF, bro. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna lower the grade just a little bit and give it an eight, um, but I think it's still unique. The the score, the performances, um, and then just the scenes and the practical effects. Uh, I'm giving it I'm giving it an eight. So, Zach, what about you? Um, <coughs> shot really well. Good performances. The horror sequences were good. Obviously, the whole concept of the hand itself is what really made the movie. Um, it's cool that this movie, independently well made, made it all the way to A24, distributed it, and it was one of their highest grossing films. Um, but I'm still going to go back to my original thesis of it's a good, people say it's a great horror movie. I, I think it's a good horror movie. Um, so I'll stand by that. I'm going to give it a seven. Ed? Uh, I'm going to kind of agree with Zach on this, man. Like, it definitely is rewatchable. <clears throat> but yeah, no, seven for sure. Craig? <clears throat> I'm going to give the uh, the upcoming small time. You said came from YouTube? Two YouTube directors, yeah. Two I'm going to give them. I'm going to give them their props for, for how they were able to climb that ladder and, you know, produce a movie better than um, Jurassic World Dominion and some others. So um, I'm going to give it like a six and a half. So I'll go seven. Um, good concepts. The ability to come up and do uh, a movie like this where, like you said, it's A24's second highest grossing. Second highest grossing movie and horror movie right that's behind a, Hereditary. That's a, that's a big accomplishment. I mean, A24's had movies with Robert Pattinson, um, all, you know, Willem Dafoe. They've had a lot of movies. So uh, to be able to come out Pete and Davidson. do that. Pete Davidson. <laughs> to be able to come out and do that um, coming from YouTube, is a, it's, a, it's a big deal, big accomplishment. So um, at least, you know. For, for the first time watch, I'll, I'll do a seven. There you have it, guys. We're ending Spooky Season with a, a review of Talk To Me. Uh, next week, <clears throat> we talk about Prey, the prequel to the Predator franchise that was distributed by 20th Century Fox, and it is exclusively on Hulu. You can now get yourself a physical copy of it, though. Um came out last year we're talking about it next week november the 8th um man guys as we sit here an, another horror season another spooky year gone by uh, in the blink of an eye 
literally in the blink of an eye. Um, now we're on our way to the last two months of the year, and it just, man, um, it's, it's as Charlie it's Brown of, says, it's kind of crazy. Another Halloween, another Halloween came and gone. I don't understand it. I really don't. Um, but I, I think it was a good, it was a good session. It was a good season. Uh, like I said, if you guys want to go back and listen to some of the movies we talked about, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Candyman, Conjuring Two, um, the birds, you know, and, now, and now talk to me, the birds. Um, and we have, like I said at the beginning, we have a packed November. Next week we talk about Prey. The week after that is going to be Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Mm. Barbie Thanksgiving mm. week. And then the, to end out the, the month, Oppenheimer. Mm. Um, so, so, so some big movies. I think three of the biggest grossing movies of the year with Mission Impossible, Barbie, and Oppenheimer. Um, yeah. Guys, I think uh, <laughs> anybody else have anything they want to add to? Talk to me before we get on to Prey next week. No, but I'm not going to lie. I thought we did Prey already. <laughs> like, I, I feel like that about- was one of the movies we... We talked about doing it, but just never got to it. So if you guys want to check it out, watch before we do. Prey is on Hulu. Uh, That's what we're going to be discussing next week. A top five may or may not be in the brewing for next week. Um, Hopefully it withstands the the feeling that I felt when I watched the first time last year. That's, yeah, that's true. I've only watched it that yeah. first time, that opening weekend it came out on Hulu. Um, Same. So, Same. But we'll see. Uh, I'll rewatch it this week, and it should be, should be a fun rewatch, hopefully. Um, yeah. But, guys, mm-hmm. horror season is over. Is there something that you guys want to add to the whole season before we uh, go on to Christmas cheer for all to hear? <laughs> Well, for the last three years, I've been sick. So, I'll see. You've been sick the last three years. You're not. You're not dying, are you? For Halloween, I have. Oh, oh okay. Uh, I thought you said for the whole like the last three years in total. I mean, in the head, was, probably, but <laughs> that I, I think that's been like... almost thirty years. So, um, <laughs> I, I just have Sorry. you know you know we talked about it during our recent watches, but uh. I think all of us would probably say our thoughts and prayers are with Matthew Matthew Perry's family at this time. Um, sad what happened. Um, like like you said, Johnny, go watch Friends on Max. Uh, you know, just live in the good old days. So, also, if you two down below, Ed and Craig, if you guys can find four hours, go see Killers of the Flower Moon. If you can yeah, find four hours it. to go to a movie theater, do it. Is- that's some that's some of the best time I've had at a movie theater in, in a oh, while. Wow. Do do I still hold the record for longest per, longest movie watched on here or no? With Watchmen? Watchmen yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, you still hold the record. <laughs> <laughs> how uh, how long was Watchmen? Good. How long was Watchmen? Four hours. Oh, if you watch the extended Oh, if you watch the extended edition of Return of the King, four hours and twenty three minutes, then you might beat your own record. Jesus, and that's what that's that's an episode of December. So I'm I'm gonna start Return of the King tomorrow, and hopefully I'll finish it by. You'll be done by the time we get to the episode. So. <clears throat> oh my god! Carry on my wayward son, they say. Who's saying that? 
Kansas. Aw. Oh, 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 that's, yeah. that's a funny one. Pray next week. Um, <laughs> should be should be a fun episode, guys. Uh, this is the first time all four of us have been here in a little bit. Uh, thanks for everybody who has joined us. Uh, we also celebrated our fifth anniversary this past horse season. Um, so everybody who downloads, watches, if you're watching us live on Emma Productions, Facebook Live, or if you're listening to us on Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, thank you. Um, all four of us, I know we really do appreciate it. We love hopping on here and, and talking movies to you. So um, bundle word, up. Word, damn it. Yeah, bundle up and stay warm. Join us for Hulu's Prey next week. New episode right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. You want to know what's worse than losing to Kansas? Losing to 